sex. Yes, the three-letter word. The word that stirs and invokes, inspires, terrifies, enlightens, stimulates. Oh, all of it. Ooh. Are you having the sex you desire? Are you sex positive? Are you pleasure negative? or pleasure positive? Do you celebrate the moments where you're just beyond the physical and ecstasy and full pleasure and rapture and you're getting all the sex you want and you're getting deeply penetrated. Your soul is being fed through the nourishment that's soaking it in. Are you enjoying the orgasm? Are you having orgasms? So we live in a world as humans that like to have sex. It's very obvious. How many humans on the planet right now? In my 50-year lifetime, the world's population has tripled. So yes, we are fucking, definitely having sex. Some are test tube, I don't know how many. I have to research that. <laughs> And often the sex we're having is for procreation, not for enjoyment. Often the sex is not always with choice or consent. When we talk about sex, I've mentioned it many times in the past podcast in different conversations with clients. You know, there is no unified definition of sex. And often what we know of is very limited Many in the West, and only in the West, were receiving some kind of sexual education. But as many know, it's very limited. Not stimulating, not educational, restrictive, and barely there. And yes, ah, what kind of sex are we having? Hmm... More later. More is wanted. Ah, I wasn't sure if this was recording, so I took a pause. All right. So are you having the sex you desire? Do you even know what sex is? Again, education has told us penis and vagina has to be penetrated that's what sex is. Often to consummate something, if you want to come into union or marriage and have it be legal, there needs to be semen. But often now we can even marry the same sex where there may not be semen. So I don't know. Is it still consummated? These other more Christian-based and outdated versions of what it is, union and sex, and all these ways that we've been taught have been very limited and not tantric at all, not celebratory, not invigorating or inspirational, breathtaking. So I want to explore in this dialogue, this transmission, me just connecting deeper to this word and to this idea and concept. 
is what is sex? Hmm. The tantric way of explaining sex goes beyond just the physical or genitalia, beyond just rubbing and you know, thrusting. It involves stimulation. It involves utilizing and enhancing, liberating our sexual energy. The sexual juices that allows us to feel more alive, more connected to our body, to life, even to the earth. I love the term eco-sexuality. And there's different ways we identify who we are as a sexual human being. Are we cis, heterosexual, homosexual? Are we pansexual, sapiosexual? asexual. I mean, there's ways that we identify as humans who we are to explain how we express ourselves. Because really, if we come down to it, we can be highly sexual, highly erotic, never be penetrated. We can still be having sex. We can have heartgasms, um, nosegasms, eargasms, breathgasms, laughgasms. <laughs> For me, many ways of having gasms and orgasms and pleasure that goes beyond what we call penetrative sex. And so this is where we're exploring and having the conversation because the conversation hasn't been happening. And what we're receiving in grades school, middle, high, high school, even college level, has really a narrow view. I, in my opinion, it's very much just a masculine point of view, often very linear, factual, um, based on reason, through analysis and research, but limiting in the more spherical, esoteric, mystical expression and arts and the mysteries of life more from a feminine cyclical way of looking at things i even like the word spherical logic where for me i the way i even explain life in myself and who i am can often be not fully comprehended because i tend to think in circles and i live to a more you know left um a more right brain, more intuitive, and you know, thinking in terms of spherical, cyclical, uh, earth-based, more rhythmic, more in circles than a straight line. There is no straight line in life. The A to B is only what we want to achieve. But what's the, it's the journey, as many know, not the destination anymore. So what is our destination? What is our journey with sex? Uh, where are we heading? What are we going? What, are, what is the goal? Often that's what we think of. We think of goal or performance or I have to have this. I need this orgasm. I want to be multi-orgasmic. I want to have a threesome. I need to have... You know, I need to ejaculate five times a week to be happy or three times a day. If I don't masturbate, I will die. These things are interesting. They're stories, and, but they're also limiting. 
So the stories we have around sex, the story of who we are as a sexual human being, the way that we think of sex is, has all been very narrow-minded in my opinion, in my truth. And my truth is we are unlimited. We are limitless. This is very tantric. So I want to explore more from a tantric perspective, which is the essence. Hmm. Essence nature is really our soul expression. And our soul expresses, and in physical reality or in form or in this dimension, our sexuality is the core of how we express and evolve. That's what I love about Tantra is it doesn't deny our sexuality or the power of our sexual energy and our ability to magnetize what we desire to to manifest, to step into the non-dual existence and frame of mind through the process of self-inquiry and contemplation. And that's what this podcast is all about, a discourse beyond intercourse, is to start to engage in new dialogue, new meaningful ways to express who we are as sexual human beings that go beyond the non-binary, beyond the limitation, beyond the stories, the programming, the social conditioning, and the outdated thinking that has kept us in a box with sex, with sexual expression, and also has created the dark side, the dark agenda is here manipulating us by making us feel powerless on having the sex we want, full sexual expression, being authentic. Because that's truly the way that we can truly drop in and be the most authentic who we are is through our sexual expression. And it ripples out to every extension and every way that we um, behave in the world and our perception of life itself. So let's start to break this down. I know this could be very esoteric. And where is she going to this? And again, remember, I think I talk and think in circles. So, so let's bring a breath in. Hmm, let's take a nice, juicy, deep breath. And that's where it all begins, is with the breath. Hmm, we come in with the breath. We leave with the breath. This energy, this Shakti energy, which is our power, which is what keeps life going. And I had someone ask me, and one of my Facebook posts, I think they must have understood what I wrote, but they, they, were, they seemed a little disturbed. And I, I'm fine. I want to poke and, and, and prompt and, and have you come to your triggers and, and maybe get pissed off or also maybe say, fuck yes. But when I, one time I, I used to I interchange the word Shakti with sexual energy which Shakti is creation, it's our power. There's five faces of Shakti, that's a Hindu word, it means power. And there's the Shakti goddesses and deities, and I'm not gonna go into Hindu mythology or Vedic teachings, but what I wanna just talk about is, yes, I see it as power, but sexual energy is, is what feeds that power, what circulates and allows it to thrive or merely survive. So this power is everywhere. Everything that allows form to take shape shape and take action is Shakti energy. Sexual energy 
is how we manifest. And it's our tapping into this power, which is Shakti, but then going into what is the elixir, what is the alchemy, internal energy alchemy that allows creation to happen. And that's our sexual energy, our life force. Even in the Taoism, they call it qi. Um, in Chinese medicine, you know, there's energy, there's the dantian, there's the hara, the breath, the qi. We all know in all the systems, there is power in the body and it's all recognized. There is this, this energy, because everything is energy. Life is energy. We are a body in energy. We are divine, spiritual, sovereign human beings in a body in energy. And everything, most everything is space and dark matter. And that's more of a quantum recognition now that we're awakening to, that we thought everything was dense and, and um, small. Everything is beyond what we can even comprehend in an expansive realm of pure energy with lots of space. And nothing is very dense. So we have a new awareness, and, and we also have a new dawn of sexual awareness. And it's, I, again, it's taking the idea that we can self-manifest and magnetize what we call in with our life by tapping into this sexual energy, which is the alchemy of life inside. Um, tapping into sexual freedom, sexual wholeness, through the process, the process of re-educating ourselves through a reframe and starting over to who we are as sexual human beings. You can go into your sexual timeline. You can go into what are what was my first awareness of what this energy was inside. For men, it was you know the first, the second. I call it the second portal initiation. The first one is birth. The fact that you came through and you're alive and your heartbeat continued to beat, and you continued to evolve, and if you stood up and walked, that's an initiation. Your first words is an initiation. But there's portals, there's significant portals, gateways that we step into in different stages of our life. The first stage is birth, and the second stage for a man is ejaculation. Um, and again, I don't want to keep it binary and be people who don't want to consider themselves either a man or a woman or they're both, which a lot and I consider myself both. Um, I also ejaculate too. So it could be ejaculation for man or woman, regardless of human. And then also for the ones with the womb and who have the network and the hardware to, to bleed, it's for the humans who bleed. And that's also a, a powerful portal because that's you bleed after you ovulate. Often most women don't know that. Humans don't know that. So you already ovulated. You already came into heat. Were you 9, 11, 13, maybe some women later, 17 females who bled their first blood drop, which is the pathway of rebirth after life and death. Um, and coming through, that is a portal, and that's where your awareness, this power to create life is inside of you, the potential, the potential of the semen 
fertilizing the egg. The egg comes through ovulation as it drops from the uterus down into the fallopian tubes to sit in the base of your cervix to be fertilized, we call it. And if the semen does that incredible, you know, journey of flight, of this incredible voyage all the way up and, and fighting, fighting, wanting to get, be the one, you know, the one to put the stake down, the one to say, I did it. It's very masculine, very action driven to, to fertilize the egg. Life was created. And life comes from this urge, this desire, this hunger. It's a hunger to procreate. It's hunger to, to release hormones, perhaps endorphins, testosterone. It's a hunger to release stress. It's a hunger to dominate. It's a hunger to feel powerful. It's a hunger. What is this that allows life to continue? this voyage of this journey of human life. So this, this discourse beyond intercourse started as a spiritual purge in my first one, you can go back. And it all began on in Bali, right before the 11-11 portal, when I was about to go into and hold space and help support this three-day medicine, plant medicine ceremony I ended up being 11 women on 11-11 full moon activation in Bali. Super potent and powerful. And I knew that I was about to step into this magical portal. And I've been wanting to do this podcast for a long time. Because I have lots of wisdom that needs to come through. Transmissions, opportunities, network that I want to share. People that I celebrate. Their voice, their beliefs, their truth their vision for the future that I, I've had a few different people now. So this is the ninth or 10th podcast. Um, and it's just been a voyage of me starting to fine tune and articulate and become that laser focus of what this message is that I want to share with the world with this discourse beyond intercourse, which goes beyond just fucking beyond getting the better orgasm or having six orgasms or being multi-orgasmic or having all your sexual fantasies fulfilled and you know there's many things i love about the sexual positive movement that i can celebrate on this podcast that there isn't i don't want sexual shame but there's also shame that people are receiving from these messages of of people not feeling comfortable with pleasure celebration or sexual celebration where people are suffering through trauma and and feel asexual and afraid to touch themselves who have never had an orgasm who has never said yes to penetration there's men who don't know how to open their heart to sex when they're having sex with a woman who don't know how to look at look in the eyes with her or another man or another human to allow themselves to go beyond the physical, to receive the intimacy. There's a lot of shadow around sex. There's a lot of unspoken areas. There's shame from every side. You can receive shame from someone's sexual celebration, and you can receive shame from someone's sexual violence 
or your own shame from your own violence and your own tendencies and your own unwillingness to honor your body, your own body image issues. So there's questions and, and, and um, inquiry that needs to happen if we're going to evolve as sexual human beings. And the most powerful gateway is our sexuality. That's what I love about Tantra. Again, I mentioned it includes our sexuality and our enlightenment in this path to enlighten and evolve or many of the other you know religious systems and and ways are deny and don't want to talk about sex or put it in a box or limit it or shame it or and that's what i love about tantra and this path is a liberated path a full freedom which includes the dark side of the shadow part, the parts we want to ignore, to really us to be a fully authentic and real and raw with ourselves first. Tantra is a solo path of personal evolutionary evolution, our evolutionary path of awakening, that every time we awaken and we honor all parts of ourselves and we hunt our shadows and we confront the negative self-talk and the sexual shame stories we tell ourselves and the limited beliefs we hold around our sexual expression and our relationships we might have and the orgasm we want and the kink we want to explore and all of it, we are holding back. Humanity is no longer not able to ascend, ascend and shift into the next vibrational light body activation that is really being birthed right now where heaven is here on earth, we are free agents, we have free will, and we are divine, and we have divine sovereignty. We need to claim our sovereignty so we can walk and be and breathe and explore and connect and love with divine love, divine love, as sovereign human beings. And we cannot deny our sexuality as the gateway to our sovereignty. So like, for instance, let me talk about me. This is Anna Ray just sharing. And again, this has been an evolution, this podcast of what is the bigger message? What is What do I want to offer with the world? What is the nugget? What is my offering? And this podcast is really about awakened sex doesn't come from just fucking. It comes from conscious sexuality and it comes from conscious conception. This is the core of what this podcast is about, to enlighten and empower humans, females with wombs, to know their cycle, love their cycle, honor the sacred blood as a rebirth process to their higher path or higher evolution. Each time we bleed, are we connecting to the earth? That's our intimacy so we can be a channel to the earth's magic and wisdom and tap into the wisdom in our womb to claim the power we have to create life, which is the alchemy of existence, which is divinely powerful and it is sacred and it is a gift. Often I've worked with so many women and with women's circles and red tents, with dialogues all around the world. I've offered women's circles in eight different countries around the world and taught workshops in over 11 or 12 different countries and what I've recognized is women if I ask them especially a lot of the 
quote unquote third world countries or countries that are, don't have the Western privilege and modernization, which often to me are more empowered <laughs> and more sustainable, definitely. Um, but there's, there's a lot of religion traditions and ways of being that you have to have a child and you have to have many children. And I asked them, did you want six children? And many of these women cried from their heart and shared with their truth. It was their no, and they allowed themselves to feel that no, because it was a no. But they didn't felt empowered to say no and say, no, I want to stop at two. I don't want more than two children. Or I don't even want to marry you. (laughs) After we don't even have choice of who we marry or how many children we have. But again, that's a choice and that's another conversation. So is that conception conscious? Was it one? Was it with the union, a harmony, tantra awareness with love? Was there love at the moment of conception? Was there emotional intimacy? What was the mental outlook? Was it rushed? Was it just physical? you know, just coming in and the man just getting off on you. Often that's the case. And was there fear around pregnancy or was there a mishap with the condom? Was there fear around STD or was it forced? Was there rape? So life wants life. Life is always like the constant changes is a constant. Don't ever go away. There's always this, this ongoing momentum of change in existence. And there's also this constant around the sexual urges and this need of power, this need to procreate, this need of control, of domination. But there's also this need of connection, this desire to come into communion, sacred unity with another human, to feel whole and one with life, all life. So in that moment of conception, this is really where we awaken to who we are as sexual human beings. Because even from that moment, there's a quote I'll never forget, and I cannot recall where I saw it. Maybe it may have been Smithsonian, beautiful museum in um, Washington, D.C. that really is a hallmark museum in the world that has such a beautiful, the different um, periods in life, you know, and what was happening around the world and what were, how we ate, looked, you know, just culture, really examining culture from many different lens and perspectives from an anthropological point of view, sociology, all these different types of disciplines. But basically, even in the womb, aging begins. From the moment of conception, we're imprinted. And there's more awareness with that, with like Bruce Lipton and other beautiful scientists from epigenetics and other different disciplines and and transpersonal psychology and different types of quantum physics and... um, neurobiology and immunology and genetics as recognizing that we're imprinted. I believe my truth in the womb, the moment you were conceived, you were imprinted, there was either love or fear. 
there is either want, desire, or rejection. Your mother's emotions passed on through to you the way that she digested life, digested her food, was passed on to you in the, as the offspring. And then, how were you born? And that, that also defines your relationship. In the Tantra world, there's some people I know and who have already experienced this and birthed and, and offered the orgasmic birth to their offspring, their children. When you gave birth, was there fear as a mother? This is also really powerful. Did you come in through a sterile environment with white walls, with no love, with, you know, with control? But this is the way it has to be. No freedom. Or was there harmony and music and a midwife? Or was it in water or with dark lights and sound healing? Was your beloved there? Was somebody there to hold you? As you and as when the child, you, that came through, do you remember? Were you forced out? Were you used with, how were you held? Were you spanked hard or not? Were you put on the belly? Were you able to get to the nipple? If you don't get to the nipple, that's nourishment. Right there is a sexual trauma, in my opinion, my truth. And that trauma and all of it in the West, I didn't even know men had foreskin until I was in my 20s. I didn't know what foreskin was. I don't remember because my mother wouldn't let me go to sex education. I was raised Mormon. So she wouldn't let me know about sex. It was better to be in denial and just have shame around it and confusion. And that's probably why I have so much passion around it. Because I knew, I already loved who I was as a sexual human being. I even as a little girl, I started masturbating young at 12 years old. So I had a curiosity and that's why I'm about Wake and Sex, which is my project right now. But trauma starts from the moment of conception all the way through. It comes in. Are you celebrating or are you having to heal from a negative imprint, from shame, from guilt, from trauma? Was there PTSD around it? Was there violence surrounding your sexual expression? Were you a young girl when molested by your uncle? I can't believe how many women I heard in one country, and, and I will say it, in Sri Lanka, who have been molested and raped by a family member, who cannot talk about it, who feels they have no voice, they feel powerless. And for the men in the room, I'm so sorry for the men who are listening to this, who are, for all the men who are my lovers and my first love, Frank and other people in my life, who, at the moment of birth or under the age of six months. And some even chose later to have their foreskin removed. And it's not beautiful. If you ever watched a video, it just is so disturbing. It's hard for me to even witness or heal, or even just to go into visualization and feel what it would feel like. That part of you that keeps you feeling intact and whole and also more sensitive. Often, that's why a lot of violence I feel, because a man cannot feel the sensitivity of his own sexual 
pleasure. It's that idea that it has to be hard and thrusting in order for a woman to receive pleasure because that's all they know. I realized when the men that I started making love to that had foreskin, I didn't, I received, I was, I needed to re-examine and re-train my yoni to receive pleasure because it was desensitized. I didn't know that when I, when the penis came in, I didn't feel it at first. That, I couldn't believe it. I was 30 years old, first man ever to be penetrated by a man without, with foreskin, and I couldn't feel it because I didn't know what it was like not to be thrusted or pounded. And that was my tantric journey. That was my beginning. And that was over 20 years ago to discover, wow, why did I, why was I, my yoni so desensitized? And at that same time, about a year before that, I was actually about 29, and a year before that, 28, is when I made a vow to myself, a deep, the most impactful, personalized, devotional vow. I mean, I've made a few after that, but that was the first one in my the dawning of my new Tantra awareness to really honor and love myself fully no matter what was to honor my cycle and my fertility to know when I was ovulating to not have to be dependent on artificial hormones and be on the pill or IUD or a metal object inside of my womb or to have to have a man pull out that I can trust my cycle and choose my conception. So much to share. Are you feeling me? Are you hearing me? I know this was a lot and this is a deep transmission. There's so much to share. So what I need to say is there is a lot there. There's a lot of baggage. There's a lot of fucking bullshit. But there's also a lot of joy and a lot of beauty. And I really want us to walk the beauty path in our sexual expression, to feel our sexual wholeness, our inner aliveness. So this is really the path of awakened sex and this podcast, Discourse Beyond Intercourse, is to re-examine, to enlighten a new way of conceiving, to come into conception in our own sexual story, a new reframe on who we are as a sexual human being. What is your sexual signature? Are you someone that celebrates pleasure and sexuality or are you pleasure negative? Is it hard for you? To hear somebody talk about their orgasm or their masturbation or their, their rape. So these are just some questions and inquiry for you to examine. And to really, I, I offered one podcast, my last one, to really, I invited you to really examine and ask your parent, your mother, your father, your caregiver, your aunt, whoever's alive, or just ask your womb or ask your, ask your yoni and ask your heart, what is my conception story and what was my birth story? Was I wanted? Was I loved? Do I feel love? Because this is the root of where self-love comes from. And if I don't have a foreskin, can I create an energetic foreskin? Is there a reason why I feel 
not whole? Is there a reason why I feel like I cannot satisfy a woman the way that I desire? Or satisfy a man if I have a penis or a cock? Or if I have a yoni, do I trust my choices? Can I spread my legs? Can I take my own pleasure? Can it be a fuck yes? Can I tell a man how I want my pussy licked? Or do I want to be asexual and I be, and do I still want to go into sex magic rituals and celebrate my sexual energy as a way to self-manifest what I desire? If any of these prompt you, stimulate you, disturb you, frighten you, this is all perfect, this is all accepted, this is all wonderful. Tantra includes it all, it's inclusive. And it's an expansive view and that's what I want to offer you this expansive view of sex to stimulate, to light, to what, to have you go back and listen to something disturb you, to something you want to celebrate. Take a pause. This is what this is. This is just a transmission, a discourse. Me speaking, letting my soul speak to you. And I would love to hear back from you. I invite you to listen to my other episodes, my inner interviews with the Tantra Mama, with Erie and just see what came through with my really vulnerable interview with my beloved Angel B. So if any of this, please reach out, connect with me. You can email me, awakensex at gmail. You can reach out to me on any Facebook, Awaken Sex, my website, awakensex.org. Send me a message. I'm here for you. I am here for the future. And that's what this podcast is about. And that's what the vision is of Awaken Sex. It's for the future of humanity to reawaken to a new way to relating to who we are. We, as human con- with consciousness, as Shiva and Shakti, to who we are as sexual human beings. And how this is the core to our inner happiness. To how we self-manifest and enjoy life and ride the waves of bliss. Sending you love from Bali. This is Honore. So much love. Thank you for listening. Blessings on this journey of sexual self-discovery. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.